Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we uh, we take whatever artist or band we're doing for the week, we take all their albums, we listen to them, and then we rank them from worst best to best. But before we do that, we do our Six Degrees with Tom DeLonge, which is always fun. Uh, but while we're doing all of this stuff, while we're doing the pod, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. We have a phone number you can call, text us, send us a voicemail. The phone number is 503 503- Eight nine three five three zero seven. You can all. We have a Discord server as well. If you want to join that, hit us up. We'll send you the link. Join it. We're always on there. We always talk. So mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. And uh, let's just jump right into our six degrees of Tom DeLonge. Let's do that. So if you don't know what this is, we relate. We we somehow connect Tom DeLonge to the artist of the week, and we try to have some fun with it. So here we go. What do you got? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um, yeah, so so the easiest one is Big Boy. Big Boy's first solo album has Yellow Wolf on it as a guest musician. Ah, and, easy peasy. Uh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, baby boy, Yellow Wolf to Tom. Straight up. Straight up. Wait, hold on. Give me two seconds. Give you two seconds. That's about it. Okay, yeah, that was longer than two seconds. Uh, whatever. Well, if you need like a minute, so give me a minute. If you want two seconds, like give me two oh. seconds. You know, you just don't. don't I, was, I didn't I didn't know what to do. That was the problem. Yeah, you do. All right, so that was a really easy one, Big Boy. Wait, where, what, did, what was Yellow Wolf on? What, what was he on? Yeah. He was on uh, Big Boy's first album, uh, Sir Lucius Left Foot. Oh, he was? Okay, I, I didn't know that. When did that S- solo record come out then? Sir Lucius Left Foot, uh, 2010. Really? First solo record? 2010. Yeah. Seems so it was, late. Uh, it's, uh, I have it on the vinyls, too, and it's fucking really good. Oh. It's debatable. It really, really good. Well, I don't like Big Boy because he's not unique. You know, where did you Where did you get so it from? Good from uh, Vinyl Me Please. This was the second one oh. that I got from Vinyl Me Please, and I bought a three month subscription because I wanted the people under the stairs really bad. I was like, ah, I guess I'll get this one too. And I know I knew like nothing about his solo stuff, and I listened to it. And I was like, holy fuck, this is really good. That's why I kept telling you, like everything that I get from Vinyl Me Please, hip hop wise, has been really, really good. I know. That's why I resubscribed. Got another three months, baby. And I still have my store credit that I don't know what I'm going to buy. But buy the Usher. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather buy that Buck Owens. Oh, which I might have to oh, do. I don't know. No, I might have to no, do no, 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 no. I'll find you. Dude, that's a $4 record at most. And there's nothing else on there that I want. Then just save it. Bank it, kid. Aye, aye. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going Ooh. to. Okay. So what, what's your other What's your other six degree? Uh, Andre 3000 Dre Three Stacks He was on Love Angel Music Baby By Gwen oh. Stefani mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, Whenever I hear Gwen I always just I always revert to the, Her longtime trumpeter Gabe McNair Because he's like the The Josh Freeze of trumpets Okay He's yeah. played with everybody A ton of bands Green Day Goldfinger So Those two things alone Each have their own link to Tom Oh absolutely 
Yeah, so it, it was it was an easy one this week, and uh, I don't have to look too hard and you know whatever's yeah. super easy, super super easy, super baby. Easy. Okay, so then we're good with our six degrees of Tom we're DeLong. We're good with like our I six said, degrees of Tom DeLong. I don't have anything. You so. don't have anything. You came to the to the to the gunfight with nothing. Okay, with nothing. Been a long week. Been a long week of listening. Been a long week. On the book and barrel. It's been quite the week. Quite the week. Quite oh the week. Oh boy. There okay, we so we have. Wait, no, they have seven records. No, they have six. But we're we're splitting up Speaker Box and Love Below. Yes. Okay, so. They have six records technically, but yeah, we're doing seven because that's really two completely different records. Yeah. So what do you got for number seven and then your biggest banger? Go. Uh, Love Below. I mean, straight off the bat, I for sure, this is the second half of Speaker Box Love Below. This is their, their double album, uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. This is the Andre 3000 side. So Speaker Box is big boy. Love Below is Andre 3000. And just like, my God, first of all, the first, like, actually, up until Hey Ya, which is the ninth song on the album, I don't like anything. I like nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of singing, and I don't think he's a good singer at all. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of, it's a lot of stuff that I didn't want to hear. And I don't know <laughs> why he decided to do this, and I don't, I don't get it. I think it's goofy. I think it's silly. I don't know. I really have nothing good to say about this. I really did not like this like at all. But the song Hey Ya and Roses are on this. And I'll I'll go with Roses first because they're both like my bangers from this one. Roses mm-hmm. is fantastic. This is the only song on the album that actually features Big Boy. And my God, it needed Big Boy so bad. And you think <laughs> like, oh, Big Boy's... I'm talking about you specifically. When you think like... <laughs> Big boys, he's the worst member. <laughs> he's the worst member of Outcast, and Andre. You so call much me up, and I haven't even said anything yet. I, I literally have not said anything yet. It's so funny. Jesus Christ, <laughs> he's the worst member of Outcast. Andre's so much better. Yeah, clear. You know, cases in the pudding or whatever the people say. <laughs> it's not because this track needed Big Boy so bad, and without him, it would have been just trash. Oh. But. um but hey, yeah, I, I know it's basic, but God, that song is so fucking good. That's my biggest banger is hey, yeah. And everything about that song, I think is so fun. It's so exciting. And I just don't understand how nothing else on this album translated like hey, yeah did. Like that's it. And it was uh, it was surprising and very, very disappointing. And then yeah. Rosario Dawson is on one of these tracks. And it was terrible. Yeah, I she I has she been sung for, or has she done anything else with any other artist? I don't think so, right? I mean, just because she has a famous dad, I guess be, she has now. Wait, who's her dad? Quincy Jones. No, that's not Rosario. That's, um, that's, uh. Oh, yeah, you're right. That's the other girl. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. Yeah. Oh, same last name. That would make sense. No, I, I, I. I don't I <laughs> I thought that song was awful. Yeah. I wait, what song was it? I don't remember the name of the song, but I remember It was a song it, it was a song right before Hey Ya. Was it? Okay. Because it was like five minutes, like four or five minutes, and I was just like, What the fuck is this? Who is this singing? This is awful. And I looked it up and <laughs> Rosario Dawson, like, what are you doing on Rashida here? Jones, if, you can't, yeah. if you can't Rashida Jones is on it, if you can't do it, don't do it. <laughs> That's true. Go back to Parks and Rec or the office or whatever you do. I don't know. You're so dumb. 
All right. So, yeah. so that was your that was your number seven. <clears throat> Love Below with Hey Ya. Okay. Which is fantastic. So my number seven uh, was also the Love Below. And I'm very surprised that you put this at the bottom of your list. I thought you were actually going to get really mad at me for having this one so low. But no. There you go. This, yeah, this, this album sucks. It's not good. It straight up sucks. Yeah, this album sucks. The only two good songs, obviously, hey, yeah, fucking absolute banger of a song. But the other one that I that I liked only because there nothing like there was no vocals on it was my favorite things. It's just mm. kind of like a cool jazz electronic instrumental, and it was a nice like break from just like n- n- being numb. Like it, this this record is so boring. It's <laughs> it's not good, man. It is not good. And I was so I went into this whole thing thinking like, dude, Andre's gonna be like the best part of it, and dude, this album just fucking flopped. It's not like the love below is not even roses. I never really liked that song that much. And even now, Caroline. yeah, I just, what, I just don't care for that. But yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, and my favorite things. Those, those are the two bangers off of this one. And, uh, other, otherwise, yeah, the song was an absolute fucking stinker. And we, I mean, we, we both also agree that, Hey, yeah, the claps literally, literally oh, yeah. make that song. Oh, totally, totally. Those those claps are just they're unbeatable claps. Yeah, it it, it really it's the cherry on top when it comes to the song. Those claps. Yeah. Yes. Just like like I said earlier too, the Friends theme song. The song would not be the same without the hand claps. Terrible fucking show. Like one of the worst shows sitcoms ever. But I theme song, I man. I don't like that theme song. I don't. I think it's dumb. I think the claps the are hand dumb. Claps. No, the claps make the song. It's the way she goes. It's the way she goes, boys. I'm, I'm doing it in my head right now and then tapping with my finger the clap part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you got for number six? Uh, this this was another easy one for me. Idlewild. Okay. And right. and then I don't want to I don't want to like bag on this one too much because Idlewild compared to Love Below, Idlewild it's so much better. Yeah. But it's still not good. And it's not, but it's not bad. It's not bad. So I, I bought the DVD. I bought the the Idlewild soundtrack <laughs> movie to this, and then I watched it this week. And it's not a bad, it's not a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. It, the story's there. It's fine. It's just like I don't want to fucking watch two hours of Big Boy and Andre acting. They're not actors. They're decent mm-hmm. actors in like a, a four minute mi- a music video, and that's what the movie is. The music, the the movie is essentially just a a long music video. It has great set pieces. It has really cool like dance numbers. The songs yeah. are solid when you're watching the movie. But then I listened to the soundtrack after I watched the movie, and I was just kind of thinking, like, damn, dude, if I didn't watch the movie, this might be kind of dumb. And I, 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 and I even thought the movie was dumb, too. So I can yeah. just imagine how much more dumb it would be if I didn't even see the movie. And they specifically said that they wrote this album to not be that. They wrote this album to be to stand on its own outside of the movie. But it doesn't because it's dumb. And I get like they wanted to do this this whole jazzy blues thing to it and, and incorporate a lot of different things. There's a lot of piano. There's a lot of singing. I just think it's dumb. It's it just... Like they should have just stopped after Speaker Box. Because Speaker Box Love Below is the clear rift. Like it cannot get yeah. more clear. It's two fucking different albums. Yeah, I know. But they placed it onto one CD and... It could it could not be anymore. Just like these guys don't want to do it anymore. They don't have it in anymore, and that's fine. Like you don't have to keep putting out album after album after album. Mm-hmm. But I don't. Well, it's still not a bad album. It's still better than a lot of albums that that bands will put out. You know, six albums deep. 
Yeah, no, you're totally right with that. So yeah, Idlewild, Idlewild, yeah. my my six my my six rankings, and I honestly don't have I don't I don't have a banger from this one. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay, now my number six is I don't know how to pronounce it, or it's oh, difficult Southern... for me to pronounce this. Southern play, Southern playa list, dude. I, it, Dude, Southern Playalistic Cadillac Music. How hard is that? Okay, they, I don't know. I just have a hard time with this one. This is their first record. And uh, I thought it was just kind of boring, man. The the hooks were just kind of, to me, generic R&B. Obviously, the rapping was really good. Some of the production was good. The songs were good, but nothing really stood out. It's not a bad record at all. Like, not bad at all. But it doesn't have a lot. Of, it doesn't really have much replayability for me. I don't think I'd ever go back to this record. But I don't know, man. It's it just seems. I don't want to say amateur because it's not amateurish. But and who the fuck am I to say that? But ah, just <laughs> I could not get into it. And when I listened, because well, I usually I listen to the album of the week first, and then I go back and start the discography. But I started the discography with this, and I thought, oh my god, dude, what have I got myself into? <laughs> Oh, I was just like so bummed and I didn't want to listen to AT Aliens because I've never listened to that record. And uh, I, I was dreading it. I was honestly, honestly dreading it, but it gets much better after this. Much better, but then it quickly goes downhill. So yeah, that's my that's my number six. I don't really have much to say about it. I don't, nothing's memorable to me. I have no banger. I don't have any stinkers. Oh. It just sits kind of just in a, like like a dead zone. Like it just doesn't. I don't know that, anything about it. That's fine. I mean, that that's always yeah. hard to to you know, like we would do the pod and stuff. Like mediocre stuff is always the hardest to talk about because if something's bad, we can shit on it and have fun. If something's really good, mm-hmm. we can gush over it and have fun. But when something's just mediocre, I, I don't even want to talk about it. It's boring. Yeah. Exactly. That's so exactly how I feel about this. So that's my you're number wrong, six. But I get it. <laughs> this is probably like your number two because you're a cuck. Yeah, it's not my number one. It's the best song. Album. <laughs> okay, you just you just told me that you were lying because yeah, you I'm lying. misspoke. Yeah. So, uh, what do you got for your number five? It is it is Southern Playa. No, I can't say it. Southern, say Southern Playa listed Cadillac Southern. music. Southern Playa. It's a stupid title. Just say it. It is it is silly. I mean, this came out when they were teens, right? They, yeah, they were eighteen. Is, they were they were teens. They were young, but like the instrumentation in this is amazing. The samples they used are meaningful. They're catchy in themselves. The two boys use catchy hooks to further drive their message. The production on this is tight, but it never sounds cramped or crowded with samples. And that's something that the East Coast and West Coast, aside from like Dre and Biggie, like that's something that they fall to is is using too many samples to where everything sounds mm-hmm. cramped. And then these guys aren't afraid to use sample. And it might say these guys, it's not just them, but organized noise, everyone they were working with also helped a lot but they're not afraid to use the samples and then write a song around the sample to like enhance the nuance of the song that they're writing so they're using live live music they're they're using live studio or session musicians they're doing a lot of things that are just kind of not what was going on in the the mid early to mid 90s in 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 the rap world and like Mm -hmm. contextually this album wanders around urban life in the south and the problems that like arise while also giving surprisingly introspective verses from guys who aren't even old enough to fucking drink. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, this is, this is conscious rap, but 
but it's a little bit different because it's not in any way pretentious and conscious rap can fall to the, the pretentious realm very, very easy. There's nothing preachy about here. It's just two kids that are just mentally kind of a little bit older than their peers of the same age. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this album is fantastic. I think it's a phenomenal starting point. I wish Idlewild and Love Below just didn't even exist because if this was their worst <laughs> album, then like, holy shit, like this, this, this band would just be perfect. But yeah, I don't know, man, yeah. this dude. And then like just thinking this came out, like this came out at the same time as some really, really heavy hitters in the, the hip hop world, like 36 Chambers, Illmatic, Tupac was honing his skills. Like all of these records are coming out at this time. Yeah. And these guys release a record that in, in all honesty, it's so different. the production quality in this rivals 36 Chambers. The sound 36 uh. Chambers is pretty shit, but the production quality rivals 36 Chambers. This is unbelievable. This is held up so goddamn well. And I think Nas is one of the top 10 rappers of all time. And that album Illmatic is fantastic. I but it is not listened to Illmatic. Oh my god, dude, Illmatic is fucking top tier rap. But it has not aged as well as this album has. And I didn't listen to this album until like very very recently, like in the past 2 years. Mm-hmm. And this has aged extremely well. Like 36 Chambers has aged extremely well. Yeah, that record is phenomenal. But my God, dude, these guys like they—they they were fucking nobodies. So, so my favorite is is uh, "Get Up, Get Out." It's a conscious rap song, but from the perspective of teens who felt they've wasted enough time being unproductive. Unbelievable! Like who fucking thinks that at eighteen? Like I'm done being unproductive and smoking weed. Let's let's make something of myself. Like you don't do that till yeah. you're like twenty five. It's true. I know. It's very there, true. There's just something really honest about hearing someone rap about like the hood life while wanting to make the life better for themselves and everyone else in it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love Kendrick Lamar so much. Kendrick Lamar is very much like that. And Kendrick Lamar draws so much inspiration from Outkast and the way they see the world and the way they want to better themselves and also the world they live in. Yeah. Love it. I fucking love this album so much. Actually, all of these albums from now on are at minimum 2.0. Really? Holy Absolutely. Shit. I think Southern Holy is probably shit. like 2, maybe even like a 2.2. Damn. Is Idlewild a 2? No. Idlewild's like a 1. Okay. All right. <laughs> Dude, then Love Below is like, that's, I'm hard. Pr- if it wasn't for Hey Ya, that would get like a fucking 0. That would get maybe the lowest score I've ever given any album. <laughs> We've ever done I'm the so pod. glad you agree because that that album sucks so bad. The first five songs are stinker after stinker after stinker. Actually, no, the first because I don't or Hey Ya is a ninth track, so the first eight songs are stinker after stinker after stinker. <laughs> I I was absolutely shocked by that. I couldn't believe that record existed. It's so boring. I I thought I had listened to this record, but or Idlewild, not Idlewild, Love Below. I thought I had listened to it before. I've never heard this record. Because I would have remembered this being so fucking bad. <laughs> oh boy! Whatever. Southern play. Do, do you have Do you have Southern on vinyl? I don't, but okay. I'm I I got I got my eyes out. I it's got on VMP. It's still on VMP. Yeah, it's like thirty five dollars. Why don't you use oh. your credit and buy it for me for Christmas? Because I don't want to. Well, that's how not about nice. I buy it and then I trade you for something. Okay, I will delicious. trade you something that stupid. Might, that. That might not be bad. Like, you know, I I get this and then I trade like three records for, for, from you. 
Well, because the three records you're going to pick are like, I'll trade you your Pinkerton box set, uh, the uh, Toy Page. You're going to take my fucking $400 in records. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's stupid. <laughs> Come on, man. All right. So uh, that was your number five. Yeah, yes. five. So my number five is Idlewild. This one, uh, I dude, it's just it it's boring, but there's a, there's enough like swing and there's enough like you could tell that they were trying to draw from a lot of different genres, and it was very kind of I don't want to say campy, but it was cheesy. Like they they couldn't perfect one style, so they just kind of did everything, and it was a mishmash of like just that a kind of big band. And I didn't watch the movie like you did. I I just couldn't bring myself to spend four dollars on it but <laughs> it was it was 3.99 to rent no sorry it was 2.99 to rent or it was an even four bucks to buy it used so i just yeah, bought it you for an extra it, yeah. dollar i bought it used yeah you probably shouldn't have done that i know now i have a movie i'm never gonna watch again <laughs> yeah <laughs> but this, this album is long and it's unnecessary and just i i agree with you on this one it it just it would be better if it just never happened because they they're what they clearly didn't want to make music together after Stankonia. Like they just didn't want to do it. They wanted to put out solo records, but they were on such a like the momentum of the group was so fast and so high at that point they couldn't split up. So they they, they did the next best thing and put out a double album. And it just and then putting out Idlewild just makes no sense. Makes no fucking sense why they did no it. sense. It's stupid. It would, and it, the album is forgettable. Uh, if I had to pick a song, it might have been Morris Brown, but even then, it's not. I, you know, forget it. There's no banger. There's no banger on Out of Wild. Okay, I like because a lot of it just sounds like the same, and I just don't really care for it. So that's my number five. So what do you got for number four? Number four, Stankonia. Okay, right. Stankonia. This Why? is this is this is heavily influenced by pop music, but. But like, God damn, this is so fucking good. This is such a killer album. And it's almost like an actual band here is writing crazy, catchy songs and then mm-hmm. rapping sometimes. It's just it's an unbelievable record that's packed full of bangers. It's a little top heavy, and that's why it's number four, not number three. As in like the top half of the songs are better than the second half. Mm-hmm. It slows down a little bit, just a little bit. A little bit. But there but there are parts of this album that seem like 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 Kanye's taking pages from, and I, I think like Kanye has taken a lot of things from from Outcast. The song uh, "We Love These Hoes" that has a serious Kanye vibe to it. The song "Red Velvet" that has a serious Timbaland in the shock value era vibe to it. These guys are like, like again, they're the front runners in keeping with the times. They did it once with ATLians, and they're doing it again, incorporating pop music into like hip hop. And then they're taking a step further and doing like the EDM and rave music to their songs. And I think that Outkast up until this point has stayed true to who they were. The name Outkast, who they are, how they felt about music, how they felt about life. They write songs based off of what they currently like, not based off of the genre they've been pigeonholed into. And that's why Stan Cody won so many awards and knows Harold that is so great is because mm-hmm. these, these guys are hip hoppers that are writing pop music now. But they're not selling out because that's just who Outcast was. That's just who. Yeah. That's what they were about. That's what they were about from the from the start, from the get go. But I don't know. Just a crazy influential album that deserves all the praise that it gets. 
but my my biggest banger is my favorite Outcast song, and that is so fresh, so clean. It's on my really? drum playlist. That is my favorite no fucking Outcast song. Yeah, I fucking wow. love this song so much. Everything about it, I think, is so goddamn cool. I love how smooth it is. I love that on the drums, the little hi-hat to the snare hit. I fucking love this song so much. And then this week, I don't even know, but I listened to a lot of remixes of this song, Fatboy Slim Remix. And then your boy Jonathan Davis did a remix. No shit, did he really? It is I didn't know awful. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Does it's he actually just, sing on it? No, what? it's just it's just the song, and then he adds just essentially new metal corn guitars to the background. No way, that's terrible. It's so fucking bad. I, oh, I, I listened terrible. to the whole thing though. It was like five minutes. I thought it was so funny. Oh, dude, I want to. I want to hear. That. I really want to hear that. It sounds terrible. But, but let's not forget, like Bob, right? Bombs over Baghdad. Yeah. Fucking banger of an Outcast song. Absolute oh, yeah. banger of a song. God, this album is it's absolutely fantastic. I just so want the vinyls. So fresh, so clean is your, really your favorite so fresh song. Fresh, so this? clean, clean. Huh? huh. I can't believe so that's a favorite song. Your I'm favorite song from them. So fresh, so clean. Yeah. So fresh and so clean, clean. Oh my god. <laughs> I melt. I melt. Oh man, I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So my number four is you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. At aliens. Ooh, that's not true. No, I, I, I am like this is not a joke. It really is my number four. Mm. I do really like this record, but we'll move on from this. But okay. it really is my number four. I, I am so very don't happy that Speaker Box is above AT Aliens at least. Really? Yes. Okay. All right. So yeah, that's my number four. So what do you got for your number three? Speaker Box. Three X's. I just um. So like I mentioned earlier, I got I got Big Boy's first solo album on Vinyl Me Please, and that's what really like kickstarted my love for Big Boy. And mm-hmm. I've always liked Outkast, but I've never like got really really into him. And I've always just thought like Andre was the better of the two. And then like like Sir Lucius Leftfoot comes out on his solo album, and I think it's it's fucking amazing, and I just. I never realized how great he was, I guess. And I, it, it's, it's sad. His flow is so smooth and, and silky, but he can also like elevate his rapping to be different and quirky. Mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas Andre is inherently quirky and different, but he's, he's Not one dimensional. Yeah. He's, but he's one dimensional. He only has that one thing, which is in itself different, but it is a little bit one dimensional. Whereas big boy, lyrically is most of the time pretty one dimensional but mm-hmm. i think big boy his ability to showcase his emotion is better and is more nuanced than than three stacks and this this album specifically mm-hmm. speaker box has anger has sadness has happiness you can hear all of these different emotions in big boy speak or rapping and i fucking forgot about the way you move the song, The Way You Move. Dude, that song is a banger, dude. It's so good. Oh, it's such a banger. When that came off, I, when I came on, I was yeah. driving. I was driving in my car and I had my windows down. And I had my glasses on like I was a cool guy. And, you know, I was like, oh, 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 oh. and everything. That song came on. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, this was Outcast. What? So I I was blown away. It, it's it's just a good R&B song. Like, come on. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But my favorite, my yeah. favorite song from this is Flip Flop Rock. It's got Killer Mike. It's got Jay-Z. And it's just like, God damn, they kill it, dude. Jay-Z mm-hmm. has a handful of historic records under his belt already. Outkast has now 
cemented yeah. their place in hip hop and pop at that. And, but now they have Killer Mike. No, seriously, yeah. And Killer Mike has a record under his belt also. But, and he's also been on Outcast tracks before. And, and Big Boy and Killer Mike were on Jay Z tracks a few years prior to this. But this song just seems more special because this is when Killer Mike is more of himself. Killer's Mike, Killer Mike's first album is great, but it's not the Killer Mike you know as today. In this song specifically, he sounds more confident in himself. He sounds more confident in his abilities. He just sounds more confident that people are now listening to what he has to say. And it makes for an amazing song because he's with Jay-Z and Outkast and this newbie coming yeah. in, Killer Mike, and throwing down raps. And it's, oh my God, this song is just absolutely phenomenal. So number three, all right, so my number three is uh, Aquemini. Aquemini, that's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah. Aquemini. This is a this the only only reason this is above Atlians is because I think from a production standpoint I think it it's, has a lot more dynamics and everything's kind of spaced out a little better in the mix so it's not as muddled that that was kind of like the not that was kind of one of the things that I didn't really care for about Atlians everything was just like I feel like a wall of sound almost like there wasn't. I don't know. I can't even really explain it properly, but this one kind of fixed that issue from it, but it also made the songs more, more concise. It made the songs more presentable and less of, this is just a great progression from AT aliens. I, I really, really truly believe that. I think this is a great record. I, I think Aquemini is, is a solid record from them. Obviously not their best, but there's some really good stuff here. They took some chances, which they, they did on, on AT Aliens, but I feel like they took more chances on this one than AT Aliens. And, I mean, we'll get more into AT Aliens because I, I, I want to compare the, these two records a lot, but n- then that'll give away a lot of stuff I want to talk about in AT Aliens. Okay, okay. But they're very similar. Let's just say that. They're very similar, but I feel like Equimini did it better. It sounds better sonically. The songs are more just... They're just better crafted songs in the end so that that's why i put this one up here and i i didn't even know this record ever exist i didn't even know this record existed never i never heard this record before mm. i don't think i've ever seen this record covered before i think this one did never better than atlians when it came out i think it did too yeah but i've never never ever heard of this one uh biggest banger off this one is synthesizer this is the one with george clinton Dude, his, the way his vocals and everything kind of mesh with their their rapping on top of it, oh my god, it's so good, it's so smooth. It just, oh, the song is so good. Synthesizer is just so fucking good. Damn. And they they, ah, dude, it, you, you don't speaker like boxes top two. You don't you don't like Aquemini? I love Aquemini. That's my number two. Okay. Well, let's get into that. What, I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> but you there's, said it, so why? There's there's literally nothing wrong with this one. My my only gripe in comparison to Italians is this one is a little less gritty and more polished overall. And I think just okay. it's it's interesting to see different perspectives from the same album because we both like this album for the same reason, but then we also I I dislike the album for that same reason is because it is it is too polished. Which for whatever that's fucking worth, that means nothing really. But like this really is its own thing. It is very different than than ATLians. Dre and Big Boy are heavy on their lyrics, but they're still playing like the opposites thing. They come together often to preach the same message, but from two points of view. 
and the sampling electronic instruments are fantastic and then the songs like Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, oh, yeah. massive, yeah. massive banger, huge hit for them. This is incorporating some like country vibes to it. And this is coming from the mid-90s where it's not just like, hey, let's insert popular music. But this is more of a let's incorporate some of our own personal music likes. And you know growing up in the South, like inevitably you're going to get some type of country song or, or mm-hmm. country sound just embedding into your, your psyche. And yeah, so yeah. already they're pushing the envelope in a very subtle way. And then like do the art of storytelling. This, this is my favorite track. It's kind of like two tracks, but it's two tracks actually, but it's a very cool track and it has it all. It's got a catchy hook. It's got very unique rapping. It's got scratching and a second part of the song, slow and dramatic, but right off the bat, the beat is so quick and the way big boy raps is so choppy. And it's something that he didn't really do on AT aliens. Mm-hmm. He's he kind of he got he kind of made it on ATL more of like a molasses sort of spilling out of your yeah. mouth type of flow. <laughs> that is his flow. He he's he is smooth. Like he is he's fucking very one of the smooth. Of smooth, yeah. But he's he raps so choppy and it's so unique. And the only other person I can compare the way he rapped on this to is Snoop, because Snoop is very choppy in his delivery. But I mm-hmm. think that's just a deliberate act of defiance. For Snoop, whereas whereas Big Boy, I think it's calculated because I think Big Boy is a better rapper. Oh, but, for sure. But then, my God, he has a line that is one of my favorites, and he says, like, like he's talking about what we're gonna be when we grow up. And so he's asking mm-hmm. somebody, he says, he says, what are we gonna be when we grow up? And the person they said, like, he says, what do you want to be when you grow up? And she just said, alive. And I was like, fuck, man, that is so great. That is yeah. such a good, that's such a good way because he's so good at telling stories. Andre 3000 is fantastic at telling stories, even though I say he's one-dimensional, which I think he is, but he is fantastic at telling stories. <laughs> and to end his story with when he's telling the story, and he's like, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And this girl like replies, just alive. Like it's just such a it's just such Deep. a meta response to like so many problems that are encompassing like black youth in yeah. the South. Like just that one fucking word alive. Who says that? Yeah, it is just, it's it's unfathomable to most people outside of any kind of ghetto or inner city. I just I could not I just I thought it was so great. And the second part of the song gets into this like cool apocalyptic style and it just berates us on how horrible we are to women and mother earth and making like mm-hmm. parallels and comparisons to each other and how we treat both of them like shit. And it's like dude, that's kind again, of a theme on AT aliens though too. It it's but it's like AT aliens did address that. But it wasn't yeah. it wasn't as like as as aggressive as like hit him up from Tupac where he's straightforward addressing that issue <laughs> on this yeah. on this second part he's straightforward addressing this issue like why do we treat Mother Nature he specifically says like Mother Nature we treating nature like our world like shit just like we treat women like shit and again this mm-hmm. is still Tupac had just died he's gangster rap is still very much alive true and he's yeah. and they're and they're coming out with this I just I don't understand like why it took. Why it essentially took Stankonia for Outcast to get the recognition they deserved, and then the fucking Spotty Oddy Dopealicious. Oh my dude, fucking dub reggae hip hop, straight up. I don't even remember that song. Banger. It was it was so there's an there's a song on AT Aliens that we'll talk about that is very drawn out and dub reggae hip hop, and this is just the Spotty Oddy Dopealicious man. Just oh god damn, Aquamanai is fantastic. I really want to go back to this record more because I, I only had a chance to listen to it once this week. But it is so good. I do really want to go back to it. Several of these these albums, I really, I'm definitely going to go back to. 
I'm gonna get some of on, some of them on vinyl as well. Oh, so just throwing that out there. Uh, so my number two, uh, my number two uh. is uh, Speaker Box. This See? one, um, <laughs> this one, uh, this blew me away. This is whoa! I'm blown dude, I away. Was, I was shocked. I I really enjoyed this record from start to finish, minus like you know interludes because interludes are stupid, especially in hip hop. But outside of that, I mean, the songs are just all there. Oh my god, dude! Like we were talking about, Big Boy, he has that flow. He has that smooth flow that most rappers don't have. And even look at look at a popular song like "The Way You Move." He does so many cool different things. He's like da 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 da. Like he has like melodic way of singing, but he also like he can he the way he can transition between the two styles is really remarkable. But all do it. But he does it all within like two or three lines of a verse and just the song, the way you move that right there, you know, the R and B influence on that, the little guitar part leading the ding, 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 and then like that transition into the next part. It's so stupid, but it, damn, it sounds so fucking good. (laughs) I mean, that, that, that's my, that's, I have two banger. I have two, two one B's on this. And one of them is the way you move. The other one is flip flop rock. Oh, uh, you know, like we were, you talked about the Killer Mike and Jay Z song. I mean, how, I mean, you cannot go wrong with a song with these three guys on it. I mean, this is like this is hip hop elite. Killer Mike is one of the greatest rappers of all time. I don't care. I'll fucking say it. I'll say it a million times. Killer Mike is one of the greatest rappers of all time, without a doubt. And you throw Jay Z and Big Boy on it. I mean, obviously it's not a Killer Mike song, but it's it's a powerhouse of a song and. It's remarkable. It's just, dude, like Killer Mike is still new to the game though. I know, it right? It's crazy. It's yeah. like it's like throwing you in to the ring with like two veterans mm-hmm. and he steps it up and he like he, he's not the weakest link of the song. He's no. like they're all equally strong. But yeah, like you can't, being you thrown can't into the one ring is better with, than the other. With you with really two can. of the best and then you you handle your own at such an early part of your career with with really like nothing under your belt. It's just, mm-hmm. it's unreal. Yeah, I know. I I never knew that Killer Mike was on all these Outcast songs. I had no idea. Really had no idea until this week. And then I was listening to uh, Stankonia, and I'm like, wait, that sounds like Killer Mike. What the fuck? And then I looked on Spotify, and sure shit, yeah, it's Killer Mike. I had no idea. No, And it was such a like <laughs> great surprise. I loved it. I was so happy when I found out Killer Mike was on some of these songs. Like a lot of them. Like it wasn't just like one song he did with them. It was like every rac- record for record. Every <laughs> record. <laughs> every record from Stinkoni on. It was it was so cool. I was so stoked. And uh, yeah, Speaker Box. They, it really really blew me away, especially after hearing my 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 one B. Which is obviously Stankonia. That's crazy. Your one be as AT aliens. Yeah. So. You, so like just just piggybacking off the of the speaker box thing, you should really listen to Big Boy's first album. You'll like. I'm it a lot. so interested. I'm very very interested because yes. I've always liked his flow and I've always liked his songs. I I've always loved the way you move. I've really since that song came out, I've loved it. But I I don't know why I've never wanted to search his other stuff and even listen to speaker box. I never, I've never listened to this record. And That's good. Yeah, it was 
remarkably good. I was very, very pleasantly surprised by it. So great, great album. And uh, I honestly, I would get Speaker Box if it didn't have Love Below. I know that's fucking sucks. Oh, it's so irritating. And then you know you're gonna have to pay like sixty bucks for the for the two albums. It's like, dude, I don't want Love Below, man. I wonder if you can just find on Discog someone selling. You know, you find like just disc one (laughs) or disc two or whatever. Just just Speaker Box without Love Below. I'd buy that. So nice. That'd be so nice. God, Love Below is just so trash. Trash. Yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. Okay, yeah, so, so so my my number, number one is AT Aliens album of the week, mm-hmm. and right. yours is Stankonia. Stankonia. Let's hear it. Uh, this was the you know I honestly I don't think I've ever listened to this record in its entirety. I've always liked Outcast or the songs I've heard, but I've never listened to them extensively, which I'll get more into on the main pod. But yeah, Stankonia. This was um this was really exciting. This was the perfect blend of what they were doing with Aquemini. Like with the kind of the conscious hip hop, but then they were throwing like a lot of harder stuff in there, like a little bit faster, just harder edge stuff. But then they perfectly incorporated or sprinkled the pop music in there, because it's not an overuse of pop music like the like the Love Below was, and even parts of Speaker Box. Like this is like a, a great combination of it all, just enough of them all with, but to not be overbearing. This record front to back, dude, it's fucking good. It's so good. Um, so my favorite Outcast song is on this record, and that's B.O.B. Like, <laughs> you be, you're just you're you're a silly boy if you think that there's there's a song better than B.O.B. <laughs> there is. It's so fresh, no, so clean. No, Come it's on. Not. No, no, no. Okay, so so let, let let's let's talk about B.O.B. real quick. So it starts out with the like the the chimes, like that really high the high pitched chimes, whatever, and then it's the whisper with a one, two. One, two, three, yeah, and then the, you get the yeah, and it just fucking explodes into this craziness of a hip hop song you've never heard before, and the the electronic drums that they're using, like the eight oh eight or whatever, like whatever drum machine they're using, they're trying to play the drum machine like a real drum, like a real s- set of drums, and it, I love it. I love the effort. Like at points, it sounds really cheesy, but it's like dude, this makes it. This gives it so much more character, and the chorus is beyond catchy not not just like the 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 chorus like gospel part but also andre's part too is very very catchy it's unbelievable and then you get in you get the whole the whole solo with the scratching you get the guitar solo you get it all you, and then you get the gospel singers the song literally has everything everything I, you I want do, from outcast is in the song i do think that that after the intro when 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 andre comes in that's one of his most powerful intros to a verse that he's ever done it's unbelievable if it's not like the most powerful it's one of the most exciting things ever to come out of hip-hop just that that first <laughs> well, like damn gina dude, no but think about it no really think about it you have you have the the happy little two seconds of chimes and then the whispering you don't know what to expect and then the yell of the yeah and then it's just it's just pure energy from there pure fucking energy it's unbelievable oh. that song is truly unbelievable it's a good song it's a fantastic album i've name one hip-hop song that sounds like this you can't do it it's impossible there's not one because not like honestly not many hip-hoppers are adventurous enough to delve into the pop realm 
and really embrace like a different sound that could categorize them out of hip hop. Yeah. That's what makes Outkast so legendary. And that's what makes this song so legendary too. I, I do I fucking love Stankonia. I I think Stankonia is absolutely fantastic. But B.O.B. B.O.B.'s good. I love B.O.B. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Without a doubt, dude. It's so fucking good. <laughs> and uh, and if I'm going to... Because it's unfair that B.O.B. is my biggest banger because it, it is their best song, without a doubt. But another another big banger is Snapping and Trapping. Snapping and Trapping, baby. Killer Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another great Killer Mike track. Come on. You cannot fuck with a Killer Mike track. You're You're... More likely than not, gonna get better than a Killer Mike track. Just it's the way she goes. The way she. Well, goes. I mean, th- there's a lot of really good. There's Gangsta Boo no, from Three are. Six Mafia's on on Stankonia. There's no, a there lot of really cool really guest stuff. vocalists on Stankonia. Oh, your boy too is on there from Cypress Hill. Yeah, I know. Be real. I was, I was. So when I saw that pop up on my on in my car, I was like, oh my god! I saw I saw B R E, and I'm like, dude, be real. No, I was kind of dreading me. it. I was kind of dreading it, but he wasn't nearly as annoying as I thought he was going to be. No, so he's very he's very subdued. Very very subdued. Not nearly as high pitched and annoying. So I was I was happy about that. <laughs> so, thank you, Outcast, for making be be real tolerable for once. Oh, he's always tolerable. That's fine. Oh, debatable. Actually, not debatable because he's not. So that's my number one, Stankonia. Okay. Stankonia. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah, stay tuned for the main episode because we're getting into ATLians from the band or group. And thank you all for listening. Go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at SNI Radio. Thank you all for listening. And that's it. That's all. Ooh.